Hello and welcome to Iron Mountain's Data Privacy Podcast, Personal Data is Not a Commodity. With us today is Stuart Dresner. Stuart has written and researched extensively on data protection, privacy, and freedom of information since 1975. And he was a founder and first chairman of the UK's Data Protection Forum. He has spoken on data protection and privacy law at conferences across the US and Europe. In 1987, he established Privacy Laws and Business. The Privacy Laws and Business International Report covers over 100 countries with data protection legislation and proposed legislation. The Privacy Laws and Business website, www.privacylaws.com, provides details of the firm's services and links to privacy information worldwide. Thank you for joining us, Stuart. Well, it's a pleasure, Karen, to, to join you. We at Privacy Laws and Business have been in this field for, it's now our 30th uh, anniversary year, and we keep up to date by maintaining long-standing and close relationships with the uh, national data protection authorities, the privacy commissioners around the world, who interpret uh, all the national laws. And we provide links to uh, all those sources on our website in, in the link section. So we spend all our time on this subject. We're sort of a laser beam of attention on privacy law around the world. Great. Well, we're so happy to have you today. Um, just to get started, let me ask you, can you tell us a bit about the new European Union General Data Protection Regulation and how it impacts companies in Europe? Sure. It's um, a new law which has been, been negotiated over a four-year period. There currently, we have the, the European Data Protection Directive, which was adopted in 1995, and this sets um, one system of law to cover personal data and sensitive personal data across all the mem member states. But for various reasons, it was considered to be increasingly out of date after all the directive was adopted before the Internet really got going and before a lot of people used email and mobile devices. And so lots of things have to be um, updated to provide a seamless system of law across the European Union. As far as companies are concerned, um, they always want one system of law after several European countries are really quite small with small populations and Luxembourg and Ireland. And uh, for any multinational company doing business across Europe, it would be ideal to have one system of law. Um, the trouble is, as far as companies are concerned, that the current uh, way the regulation has been agreed is that the um, standard is going up. That is more rights for individuals. And so companies have to uh, get their act together to uh, improve the way they have many more legal duties, so they have to get their act together to um, meet these new demands. There are some examples of where the, how the regulation will affect companies. Um, for example, there are increased fines at the, at the alarming end of the scale um, for both administrative um, problems and uh, where companies ignore the substantive privacy requirements. And the, um, the fines are now, at uh, the greatest extent, um, uh, the greater of 20 million euros um, or 4% of annual worldwide turnover. I don't want to be too alarmist because I don't think um, companies can be hit by these kind of fines um, uh, usually, but it's there to say privacy is important and um, it's, the idea is that from the decision makers in, in, the, uh, in, in governments is that this is an important subject and it has importance similar to competition policy, monopolies and mergers where very high fines, of course, are, are the norm. Other areas of substance is that there has to be um, consent for the, um, or other, another proper legal basis for the 
processing of data. Often a consent can be given in the first instance, but what about when data is processed later on down the line? So there's a comprehensive coverage of um, the way that personal data is protected. The term right to be forgotten has been um, used quite a lot. It's from a case, Spanish case which went to the European Court of Justice. Uh, but it's best to think of that as a right, stronger right to er erase data that is incorrect. Um, much has been written about right to be forgotten, but I think uh, anyone listening to this should think of it as a stronger right for someone to delete information that is incorrect or misleading. Another point is a right to object to uh, receiving marketing information and profiling. This, of course, is at the heart. Um, profiling is at the heart of the tracking of data and uh, the use of um, social media. So companies that use social media and the social media companies indeed themselves need to reflect on, on how this new provision will affect their services. As a familiar thing for people listening from the U.S., data breach notifications. This has been unevenly covered in Europe in the past, and now there is um, a requirement to inform the authorities if um, a company loses data or has it hacked into, um, and the idea is to r report to the national authorities within 72 hours of a breach being discovered. And uh, the, obviously, in some cases, it can take longer to actually work out what's going on. But the, it's this provision stating clearly that um, this is uh, something which, which should happen as, as soon as possible. Another point which has been reported is the uh, appointment, the requirement to appoint a data protection officer, often, of, often known in the States as a privacy officer or privacy manager, and someone to report to someone at the top of the company and to reflect the idea this is something really important, a strategic issue for companies and not a sort of minor administrative detail. So the regulation is saying this is something really important for companies to, to take seriously. Well, that's a few points. I can go on quite greater lengths, but uh, these are some points which companies ought to know about, about the regulation. What about companies in the U.S.? How are they affected by GDPR? Well, one of the most important points for companies in the U.S. is to state that it states quite clearly that any company in the U.S. offering services in Europe um, are covered by this regulation. Several in the past, some companies said because we are based in the U.S., based in California or wherever, then these laws don't apply to us. And this became a point of um, argument in the in the UK, for example, in a case called um, Google versus Vidal Hall, where the company, where Vidal Hall, Judith Vidal Hall, was um, said that her privacy was being invaded, her feelings were being hurt, that is non-monetary loss, and uh, Google said this is uh, not, uh, we don't recognize the jurisdiction of the English court, we want, if, if there's a case, we want it to be heard in California. This went to the Court of Appeal, and the Court of Appeal was quite clear that this is a case needs to be heard in the UK. So, in other words, it's national law and the new EU regulation pulling in the same direction, saying on the questions of personal data and privacy, this EU regulation is supreme and European law applies. So um, that's uh, one point. Um, the other thing is that companies may have heard about is that the the so-called Schrems case at the European Court of Justice, where safe harbor is no longer regarded as valid in the European Union. This is a special 
deal organized, um, negotiated with between the European Commission and the United States um, about uh, 15 years or so, in which companies could self-certify that they were protecting per their personal data held in the U.S. and that 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 this arrangement would be regarded as adequate, that is good enough as far as protecting personal data as if it were in Europe. However, the European Court of Justice has taken a good look at this and suggested this is not a proper basis for transferring data from the European Union to the US and therefore companies who have been relying, the three or four thousand companies that have been relying on this provision in the past will now have to seek um, stricter legal bases for exporting data from the European Union to the US and the two most well-recognized are using EU model contracts, that's contracts drawn up by the European Commission that will protect personal data in, in a proper way. And the other thing is binding corporate rules. That's a very comprehensive set of arrangements which companies can engage in, but it does take months to get organized to comply with binding corporate rules. And as the European, as the European Court of Justice and the European Commission has given the negotiations to run until the end of January before an agreement, new agreement must be reached. And I think wise companies are now looking to protect their personal data by using the EU model contracts, which is the quickest way to fix this problem. And others may be considering binding corporate rules, but as I said, that will take longer to get organized. So the main message for companies in the US is the European data protection regulation will apply. There is a two-year running in period from some point soon to and for, until 2018, um, but it, this is something which companies should take seriously. In your recent blog for Iron Mountain, you wrote that personal data is no longer a commodity. What exactly did you mean by that? What I wrote was um, personal data is not a commodity, uh, and as far as Europe concerned, it's to do with um, the fundamental rights. Privacy in Europe is regarded as a fundamental right. It's uh, reflected in the EU Charter of Fundamental Rights, and that's the basis on which this regulation has been built. Uh, and that's why the European law is rather strict on this point. And this is by contrast with the US, where US law has emphasized certain problems that have occurred. For example, the, um, it, regarding data breaches, um, California was the first state to pass a law to uh, take action on data breaches. They need to be reported to the individuals affected and to the state authorities, and most other states have now followed that. And so that's become very famous in the states, and a lot of companies have now paid attention, but it's dealing with a particular problem of loss of data or data being stolen or hacked into, which is certainly it's a data security issue, certain, of course, certainly important as far as the loss of individual data, but... Um, it doesn't deal with the fundamentals of um, individual rights, the rights that we see reflected in European law of data should be um, people have a right of access to information to, to, to know that it's being collected at all, how it's being protected, to whom it's being transferred, and a right of correction. Um, even the Federal Trade Commission, which is the most active um, government body um, dealing with privacy, bases its work on Section 5 of the federal, um, the, the law on which it's um, based, the idea is to stop deceptive practices. So if a company's claim it's protecting data and it turns out they don't properly, then the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, takes uh, active steps and has reached settlements 
with both large and famous and less famous companies to ensure they have um, audits into the future. But what's lacking in the U.S. is a comprehensive sense of what privacy is all about. And that's where Europe is stronger. And that's why there is some discomfort in the States about tackling uh, this subject quite quite differently in Europe. So in, in short, in Europe, um, personal data and the rights of individuals are no longer uh, are not considered a commodity. Whereas in the states, there's a tradition of money off coupons and uh, sort of giving up your rights, sacrificing your rights in order to gain an advantage. And such uh, things uh, in Europe are not considered proper. So there's a different cultural basis there. Where does the cloud fit in? Will there be any changes in how information is transferred between the U.S. and Europe? There is increasing demands in Europe for cloud centers to be based in Europe. And that, the reason for that is because cloud, where cloud services are outside European jurisdiction, um, companies in, in Europe don't know exactly where the data is being processed. Obviously, many cloud companies have mirror sites in Asia or in, in many, many different countries, and there's a certain uncertainty about where the data is. And if EU um, rights are be taken seriously and to be protected seriously, the simplest thing for companies to do, if they wish to use a cloud service, is to base it somewhere in Europe. And therefore, European law will apply, and they won't, companies won't have to jump through hoops to satisfy the European authorities. And that is why there's many uh, companies are, um, with existing cloud services are setting up cloud services in Europe and even offering a guarantee that the data will be held in Europe. And so that makes it much easier for, for client companies who are users of cloud services to uh, comfortably work with U.S.-based cloud services. Great. Thank you, Stuart. And thank you all for attending today's podcast. For more information about data protection, visit the Iron Mountain UK and US websites. Thank you. Thank you. And you're welcome to visit the Privacy Laws and Business website as well. We have links to information in over 100 countries. As uh, Karen said before, that's www.privacylaws.com.